Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anxiety and Me podcast. You know what I just realized? I'm still calling this the Anxiety and Me podcast. I guess it's pretty accurate <laughs> being that I still have daily anxiety, but I may need to think of incorporating a different name for the podcast. But nonetheless, it is Shantanique. I am your podcast host and it is February 18th, 2023. Oh my gosh, it is a year later. I do apologize to all of my listeners. You know, being on this journey has really taught me that, you know, time is not of the essence. So, um, you know, you know, you promise yourself that you're going to do certain things, certain ways, and then life hits you like, bam, and you're like, oh wasn't expecting that so you know initially my my goal was to be uploading um content every week you know at least monthly but life has been kicking my you know what so nonetheless i am glad that um you guys still are here i hope this podcast reaches someone in a very very dark place um so many things have happened to me over the course of the last year and so many things are currently happening over the course of my daily life that I'm guaranteed you'll find one at least one episode that you can connect with or you can share with someone. Um, Today the focus of my podcast is really kind of just touching back base with everyone and checking back in and letting everyone know you know of my well-being and things of that nature um I most recently rededicated my life to God and so you know a lot of things changed for me over the last year um I was in some really dark dark places I realized I actually had to go back and listen to all of my podcast episodes and see you know how I've progressed or regressed or digressed but I've learned that that person that you guys initially met two years ago with a two-year-old is now about to turn 34 I have a five-year-old and you know life really is something that you have to take one day at a time so um Topic-wise, I guess I wanted to just talk about um, mainly dealing and coping with PTSD, coping with triggers, coping with anxiety, um, not really being a part of the outside world anymore, so to speak. Um, I spent a lot of time by myself. Um, I really don't talk to a lot of people, I realize. Um, I don't interact with a lot of people and maybe this podcast thing might just work out for your girl because um, I'm noticing that, you know, some people have lost their lives over the last year and, you know, if you don't catch them on Facebook, um, you know, people really don't reach out to you. And the older I get, the more I realize that that's okay, but in a sense, we're all here for each other. We're all supposed to be here to love one another, to help one another, to inspire one another. And it seems like, you know, the whole internet thing has kind of messed people up 
And I think I'm a product of that because prior to, you know, getting off of medication and things like that, I was really idolizing myself on social media, online. Just my entire online presence was really, really, really up and down, up and down, up and down. And from the outside looking in, you know, if you don't know me, you wouldn't think anything of it, you know. But me knowing me, now that I notice I don't spend any time, like I really don't spend a lot of time online. Um, I no longer go to parties. I'm not around large groups of people. Um, You know, I kind of stay to myself. I notice that people really don't care, you know. Um, And that's scary, especially for people who are trying to find ways to cope with their mental health or disease. Um, It's scary for people who really have always lacked support and are looking for someone to kind of lean and rely on for that type of support and guidance. The world is not dishing that out anymore. And sadly, some people take their lives because of that. You know, me here personally, just, you know, still coping with PTSD and, you know, my last episode, I stated how I had found a therapist that I could connect with. But the crazy thing is, guys, fast forward to a year later, I no longer have that therapist. I met that very nice, sweet lady who's the same skin color as I am. She's a woman. She could kind of, you know, make me feel comfortable and I could relate and she could relate and actually give me good tips and coping skills that woman was stressed out (laughs) she's she probably has her own mental health issues that she doesn't even have time to see about Um, I realized that when it comes to tackling your mental health and getting yourself together it takes a team it takes it takes good friends it takes family and things like that and when you don't have that your process does become slightly different from other people. I thought that I was going to have that therapist and, you know, everything would be at least a little bit more balanced, but she was overworked. Um, I had a, I had gotten a good therapist, but she was having to talk to me on her lunch breaks. And me being me, <laughs> I have a friend who's a licensed clinical social worker, and we've been friends since high school. And just knowing the background of how the industry is, I knew that that was unhealthy for her. So to avoid myself, you know, falling off the wagon per se, I had to let her go because she didn't have enough time to deal with her workload. Um, it was sad because I really liked this individual. I really thought I was going to make good progress and that I had found who I was finally looking for. But fast forward to today I don't have a therapist yet I still I'm still in the it's like a it's like reinventing the wheel it feels like because now I've come to the conclusion that that itself is an industry that's another way for people to make money off of me and sadly I'm gonna have to find other ways to cope I'm I'm gonna have to stop relying on the system to help me because the system is set up for people to ultimately fail. So I say all that to say, I'm still working on myself. Um, It's a daily process. I know, um, you know, my birthday is coming up. Uh, I turned 34 in a few days. um, And 
I noticed I always kind of want to, I kind of want to get things off my chest right before my birthday. And had I had a therapist by now, I probably wouldn't even have to disclose all of this to you all. But I feel that it is important because I'm going to have to go back and listen to this afterwards. And it may help me at a point when I'm back low in life. Um, but other than that, right now, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's a daily thing living with mental illness and mental health. It's a daily battle. I would say, I'm going to say it's a daily battle. Um, I I had to do kind of like a inventory of myself because I realized under certain situations and when certain things triggered me, I would react certain ways or I would do certain things. And so I realized a lot back in 2021 and 22 that I dissociated a lot. I had no idea that I was even dissociating with anything. I kind of just thought I was over. (laughs) I was over everything and I don't really care, but I really was dissociating. And for those of you that do not know what um, dissociation is, I will read you the Mayo Clinic. I was going to try to go to um, the NHI, but nonetheless, um, dissociative disorders are mental disorders that involve experiencing a disconnection and lack of continuity between thoughts, memories, surroundings, actions, and identity. So I pretty much was having an identity crisis, guys. Um, It says off of the mayoclinic.org website that people with dissociative disorders, and I have not been diagnosed with that. I just know for a fact that that's what I had been doing for the last three three years. I had no idea. And really a lot of my childhood, um, people with dissociative disorders, they escape reality in ways that are involuntary and unhealthy and cause problems with functioning in everyday life. Um, It usually develops as a reaction to trauma and to help keep difficult memories at bay. Um, So some of those symptoms include amnesia to alternate identities. um, Times of stress contemporarily worsen symptoms, making them more obvious. Um, And, you know, I realized that that is a big chunk of my 20s. Um, I dissociated a lot. And from that, I made a lot of the wrong types of friends. I found myself in a lot of the wrong types of situations. Um, I was even in situations where I could have been harmed. I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing, you know, like living on the edge per se. You know what I mean? And so um, knowing all of this about myself and learning all of this about myself, it really made me pull back and I kind of just, I I just had to wake up. (laughs) I had to wake up. I called on God and I asked God to help me because I realized 
I didn't know what was going on. And even still some days, I do not know what's going on. And that made me realize that God has to be first in everything. Um, I don't know what religions people practice, but all I know is there is a standard and that standard is Jesus Christ. And from that, once I gave myself back to God, you know, things, they began to clear up just a bit for me. Um, I still worry a lot. I still cry a lot. Um, I'm still trying to find ways to mitigate that, at least until I'm able to find someone that can actually work with me and get me on um, a medication that's not going to have me feeling like I'm Superman, but one that will allow my um, my Pisces nature to regulate my emotions, you know, because I'm a Pisces, um, I'm an introvert, I, and I have PTSD. That's a lot, guys. <laughs> That's a whole lot. Um, but, you know, um, it's a learning process. It, it, it really is a learning process. Um, prior to recording this episode and listening back to myself, I realized I was, I felt like I was listening to different people and it was all me. So um, I remember, you know, those periods where I had the memory loss. I remember um, a lot of the reasons why I even was suffering in that aspect. Um, And I did want to do a little show and tell today because, you know, trauma is really, 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 um, detrimental for some people, myself included. Um, what I realized was that a lot of the things that happened to me when I was a child, and I'm talking about, um, 14 and under a lot of those things, I never felt like I could tell anyone. And because of that, I kept things bottled up. And every time something bad would happen to me, I wouldn't have anyone that I trusted enough to confide in with that information and so I ended up becoming a 20 year old 20 plus year old walking around with a lot of really really bad stuff that had happened to me bottled up in the inside one of those things and I'm going to share it because I have to get it out of me and um, this too will allow me to grow and learn more about myself was the fact that when I was 12 years old I was raped I never really looked at it like that because these were people I knew. These were guys I went to school with. But one day I went to the park. I used to live with my grandmother and I walked to the park. I'll never forget it. Um, I had a pair of Looney Tune um, boy shorts that I used to love so very much. And the last memory I have of that incident before I started to dissociate was the blood in the Looney Tunes boy shorts coming back home from the park and tears in my eyes. I never told anyone that I had been um, sexually assaulted, that uh, the guys I went to school with, they all tried to have sex with me. I never disclosed that information to the authorities, to their parents, to my mom, to my dad. It was as if I was scared that I would be in trouble for something that I didn't consent to and now that I'm older I find that those 
memories that I thought were gone and lost, when when another traumatic experience happens to me, now I'm reliving flashbacks. Now I'm having night sweats. I'm remembering that that happened to me. I had almost repressed the memory so far back that I wouldn't have remembered. But I remember telling the therapist that happened to me last year. And that's what helped me get to my PTSD diagnosis. Now, fast forward to today, if you go back to just last year, um, I have a younger cousin and he is the son of my mom's youngest sister. She's, he's the last child that she had, right? So he's about 20, he's, I think he's 22 now. Nonetheless, um, I tried to help this young gentleman out last year and I've been an advocate for him since I was like 15 years, like 16 years old. Uh, my mom, she took him in when he was born. So yeah, like, um, I've been his advocate since I can remember and so last year I attempted to help him he was struggling um, he was put in the foster care system um, when he was around 10 or 11 he had gotten some sort of fight at school he told us but ultimately it turned out he was trying to get initiated into a gang and so from all of that um, fast forward he ended up in the foster care system so um, I was attempting to help this young man find stable housing find a good job and things like that so I being the big cousin that I am I let him come into my home and the scariest thing about people who have mental illness is that left untreated they're really unstable individuals and what I did not know and what I was not aware of was some people are really angry inside and so you know I have a daughter to think about now and even telling this story it saddens me because you know I would never expect to deal with any type of family violence but I let this young man come into my home I got him a job with someone reputable that I knew Um, they had him working immediately he was supposed to have gotten paid and then he turned around um I let him know um, the employer had contacted me and was asking, you know, hey, what's up with your cousin? Um, I want to let him know that he got to work such and such and things like that. So I contacted my cousin and I asked him about it. And I said, hey, why you didn't show up to work one day? And, you know, he really didn't have any excuse. He said he had something else better to do. And I kind of tried to let him know the importance of you know, showing up to work on time and, you know, making sure that you make a good impression. And he wasn't trying to hear any of that. So when I realized that we were on two separate pages, I had told him he could stay at my house for a few days, you know, until he got the job started and I would take him back home. Well, when I went to him to let him know that, you know, hey, I think we're not on the same page. Um, What's going on? I said, I'm going to have to, you know, go ahead and take you back now I said you you can't you can't stay here any longer uh you know um once I told him that um his inner his inner self appeared um his inner devil is what I want to call it because uh he busted out every window 
in my apartment. Um, he did that in August of last year. So, you know, I thought I had things going good in life. You know, I was trying to get myself back on track mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And then, boom, I get all my windows busted out of my apartment. Not only that, I was driving a rental vehicle at the time for my business and he busted out all the windows in the rental vehicle. So overall, he caused about $21,000 in damage um, to the rental and my apartment. And then he left. He left and was walking up the street as if nothing happened. Um, I notified my landlord and from that got nowhere. Um, I contacted law enforcement. They came out, they did a police report, but my landlord basically, you know, tried to make it as if it is my fault, as if I allowed that to happen. When the sad thing was, was the morning when this took place in August, I had just dropped my daughter off at, um, summer camp. And I was just coming home. When I came home, this grown man was already in my apartment. He had already broke into my apartment. You understand? And, um, you know, sadly, sadly, he still has not been apprehended. So let's fast forward. From there, three months went by. August, September, October. Oh, is it? August, September, October. Yeah, about two, two, three months. He came back in October and he busted out my front windows again. And when I contacted the police that second time, they even made me feel as if it was my fault and that I had something to do with it. When that day or that evening, I'm sorry, when he busted my windows out that evening, my daughter and um, a friend of mine's daughter, they were doing arts and crafts on the floor in my living room and I was cooking dinner. And so, um, you know, sadly, my apartment community apparently didn't care about my safety or the safety of my child and law enforcement didn't care or don't, they don't care. I, I really still haven't come up with a conclusion because this young man is still out on the streets. Um, when I looked up his, his criminal history, he has a lot of property damage already on his criminal record that the courts have yet to handle with him. And so I say all that to say this, that incident brought back up the trauma that I experienced when I was 12 years old. And now that I'm about to turn 34, now I see a part of the reason why I am the way that I am. I'm very fearful of men. And even when I'm around some men, I'm always worried that things could go wrong or that, you know, they might try to put their put their hands on me or try to harm me if they get upset. Um, so I, I noticed, you know, coming up in my 20s when I would look for jobs, I didn't want to work with a lot of males. I preferred to work with females. I wouldn't go to a lot of places surrounded by guys because, you know, just of those, those thoughts like that, that I, you know, I thought I was a pretty strong individual, but I'm an African-American female and I'm a single parent. And so, you know, that's a lot to handle. That's a lot to handle. And now that I look back over things, um, 
that incident really messed me up. I still can't sleep right. Um, I always think my door is unlocked. Um, and I really just don't have a lot of trust, public trust in law enforcement and things of that nature because of the fact that I went through that incident and nothing has been done about it. So I say that to say this, you know, guys, be careful, especially single mothers. Please be careful of who you let into your homes, who you let around your children. I don't care if they're family, friends, co-workers, whomever they may be. If they are not children of God, do not have them come around you because you never know what someone else has motive-wise on their brains and if someone may or may not want to harm you because out of all of that I could only imagine how traumatized my daughter would be right now if she were there to witness the first incident she was there for the second it wasn't as intense as the first but it was enough to make someone experience trauma so anyways I say all that to say this um I'm in a slightly better space um I spend a lot more time with God these days and I do not allow people into my home um that's the main thing um I just really don't trust people anymore (laughs) I really don't trust a lot of people man because you know they'll present themselves one way and when they don't get what they want or if they mess up an opportunity that they have you might just be the blame and I don't want to be to blame for anyone else's shit but my own. I'ma just keep it real. And God is still working on me, so yes. <laughs> I do apologize. Bear with me, guys. But um I say all that to say, you know, I'm still doing really, really heavy research. I'm trying to find um alternative forms of medications and um, holistic ways to holistic remedies and methods of coping with anxiety stress um, depression PTSD Um, and thankfully like I say uh, one of my really really good friends slash business partners uh, we partnered up together and we are working on um, research to help mitigate the PTSD and the anxiety Um, it's personal for me because I've been dealing with this for so long but I know that done done appropriately and effectively we can find better ways to cope with these types of illnesses because what I have realized is that these companies and um, all of these behavioral health centers and all of these places they're all businesses. They're all run by people who are trying to make money. So um, we take, I've scaled back and I do more research now on my own as I've always done, but I'm not trying to rely so heavily on someone at some other place. You understand? Because they might just be overworked, you know, but um, if there's anyone out there um, that's going through something, that's going through a crisis, that needs someone to talk to I really 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 recommend that you guys if you don't have a support system contact 988 you understand don't call 911 and if you do call 911 
make sure they send you a crisis response team, not just the regular ambulance guys, because people have to be trained to deal with some of the things that other people deal with. And um, just going through crises is myself and experiencing different things on my own I've realized that it's better to know than not know so I want to put that information out there because it just might help somebody I know here more recently I I I really want to regulate my emotions guys I really really want to be able to wake up and not spend half my day crying I really want to be able to if it's raining outside and the sun doesn't come out I really still want to be able to get out of my bed. I still want to be able to tackle the day without a heavy feeling in my heart. And I noticed that sometimes that just isn't possible. And it's definitely not possible if you don't have God first. But sometimes it's not possible without medication. So, you know, one of my goals now is I have to, I have to, be on a mood stabilizer I have to have something to help me regulate these emotions that I'm unable to deal with because I never realized the severity of the traumas that I experienced and those are only two instances that I wanted to share on this podcast this evening but those those are two big ones those are really two big ones um that incident caused me to have to stop working again I had started a job with LabCorp everything was going great Um, You know, I thought I had moved past, you know, the whole situation and everything. But two weeks into the job, I was having panic attacks again. I hadn't had a panic attack since before COVID, you know. And so that really was a red flag for me. That was a high alert for me. And now I know that um, things do run concurrent to each other and certain things they, they have a way of manifesting themselves later down the road if they're not treated or dealt with. So that's pretty much all I have this evening, guys. I really hope that I was able to touch somebody or at least that I was able to keep you entertained just for a little while. Um, I'm going to do my best to try to get another episode before my birthday, guys. Um, but other than that, I wish you all the best and I hope everyone stays blessed. Bye.